clearly off topic. Two friends, one unique conversation. Driven to learn, inspire, create, and understand the world. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're just trying to be good humans and make the world a better place. How hard could it be? Hey, guys. What's up? Welcome back to Clearly Off Topic. I'm Lindsay. Oh, you guessed it. I'm Juliet. Fall, y'all. Uh. It is officially the middle of October, so I can say that now. Okay, Lindsay, tell me if I'm wrong. Is October not the best month of the year? Okay, like, I'm going to get on the I love Halloween and dressing yes. up and being a character train, but, like, no, fall fucking sucks. Why? I hate fall. Okay, back it up, Lindsay. <laughs> okay, because I love fall. Uh, all right, okay, okay, let's just do a pros and cons list. Okay. All right. Pros. What are they? Pro. It's less hot. Pro. No, it's not. This is California. We That's have, a con. <laughs> this is a con. I have no pros for fall. Okay. But no, it's definitely still hot. It was like 90 degrees the other day in Los Angeles. I don't know about all you people that are living in like, this is actually a problem I have a lot. We can okay. talk about this. So I'm like, you know, you're, Julia and I are really big into Halloween yes. and mostly I'm into Halloween because I have to compete every year with Juliet's <laughs> costume. We're pretty serious. Yeah. Juliet gets real serious about her Halloween costumes. Like one year she was Miley Cyrus in the wrecking ball. Dan was the wrecking ball and she sat on his shoulders all night. Yes. It was the most epic thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. But aside from that, so I have to compete with Juliet on Halloween all the time. We can, we don't like to be like slutty like typical things like I'm so not gonna easy. be a bunny it's too easy too like easy. we like to be ridiculous like um spoiler alert this year I'm gonna be Buzz Lightyear <laughs> so we're gonna do a whole Halloween episode actually so yeah we actually are so, so you spoiled it but, but anyway <laughs> we um I I don't understand when I'm on these websites because I live in California like people are like I'm looking at costumes and there are all these costumes that are like fucking sweatshirts and sweatpants. So I'm like, listen, people, it's still going to be like 85 degrees during the day in Los Angeles. It's going to be like maximum 65 at night or minimum 65 at night. Like it's not going to be hot. It's not going to be cold. Like, Some years it's cold, Lindsay, and I feel really bad for all those little slut costumes out there because it gets down to like 50 here in California, oh. which might as well be freezing freezing it's frozen over it's frozen like, it's over. the tundra at that point and yeah. we can't you can't go outside it. no you can't you should it's just stay in your cold. house we have to have indoor house parties it's a real problem i have to put on a fireplace i mean i take a heating pad heating blanket oh dude those hand warmers are like so my jam. oh I lindsay has those. these hand warmers guys mm-hmm. i don't even know what they I are i actually just bought a reusable one so we're gonna see this oh, year so how that cool. works you can like usb charge it and it like heats oh, up dope. So I'm like hoping it doesn't like light me on fire, but I'm I'm prepared for She's that. She's got pocket warmers. She like puts these little tiny packet packets into her pockets, and then she puts her hands in there. Yeah, and warm. I'm just and then I go creeping on people and like you put your hands in my pocket, and they're like, "What?" I'm she like, does. It's I'm like, no, 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 it feels great. <laughs> yeah, put your hand in my pocket. It feels. Put great. your hand in my pocket. Yeah, every guy says every guy ever. Uh, okay, so you were con for I'm fall. Just con is that it's fall. not cold. It's not cold yet. Okay, but right. it also just means winter's coming. I don't right. like winter. I hate winter, and it's always coming. But whatever, winter's mm-hmm. winter is the actual worst. I think I've said this before. I'm a tomato. If it's if it's above 85 or below 75, I'm unhappy. So yeah, yeah. me too. That's why we live in Los Angeles, where it's about 73 it, degrees. It every has day. gotten down to like low 40s here. And when? Last year in the winter for like two oh, days. Oh, in the winter. Okay. I remember because I thought, <laughs> where? Who transported me a magical spell to like the freezing tundra? We've used tundra twice now. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. All right, another pro for fall. Uh, fucking pumpkins everywhere. Squashes, squashkins, little squashes, little 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 penis shaped. What is it? A fruit? It's a vegetable. You can't Vegetables. see it, but I am like looking at Juliet and shaking my head, very upset. Pumpkins, guys. Who's on my side with pumpkins? No. Mm-mm. 
No, I'm a fall hater. I'm that. I'm that person. I'm that girl right now. I'm gonna buy you like a hundred pumpkin lattes. And you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna pour them all over you. I feel like I I imagine myself buying you a bunch of pumpkin lattes and and making a trail like Hansel and Gretel all the way through your house, and you just getting so mad and just kicking them over one by one. <laughs> yeah, but then I have to go clean it up. But yeah, I I really okay. So fam, in case you're <laughs> listening still, even though this intro is ridiculous already, um, I don't like pumpkin things. Like, listen, a pumpkin is a squash. It is not meant to be like finagled into sweet things. I do not. I hate like listen. I love Trader Joe's, but when I walk into Trader Joe's and they have pumpkin tortilla chips, I'm just like, this has gone too fucking far. Like the pumpkin spice phenomenon has gone far too far. It's it's too it's too much. I can't deal with it. All these people are like, oh my god, first PSL of the of the year. I'm like, get out of my feed. Who are you? Unfollow. I hate you. But I don't really hate them. Oh That's, my god. We're trying not to use the word hate. It's we're trying not to use the word hate. It's definitely more like a Ugh, really you two have lost you two and also Okay, Trader Joe's is the ultimate basic bitch. Like, yeah, let's really be is. real. They love pumpkin everything. They love pumpkin everything. Basic bitch was born out of Trader Joe's. It probably was. And I'm on board they for started it, it at this point. I mean, not for fall, y'all. When you said uh, pumpkin tortilla chips, I thought, damn, how did I miss those? Oh my God, I'm so <laughs> mad at you right now. <laughs> I was like, I oh need to get those my tomorrow. God. So I'm stopping this conversation. <laughs> We're going to talk about gratefulness now because I'm just like, my blood is boiling. My face is probably red. She's so mad about pumpkins, guys. <laughs> I hate it. It's so pretty hilarious. It's um, like, but I love your hair, and it's kind of the same color. It is. And when I was a little kid, my parents used to call me Pumpkinhead. Yeah, I mean, but that's cute. Like, I don't have a problem with pumpkins. I just, like, hate that the term pumpkin is now just pumpkin spice, because that is different things. Like, pumpkin mm. pie, I can handle. But it's like, all right, it's pumpkin pie. You know there's going to be sweet spices, and it's going to be made into a pie. Makes Doesn't sense. taste like pumpkin at all. Doesn't taste like pumpkin <laughs> at all. Pumpkin is a squash. Tastes like butternut squash. Actually, doesn't even taste as good as butternut squash. It's like squishier, and I don't really care for it. It's so squishy. But yeah, um, so that's really my my whole qualm with pumpkin. It's really what white girls have made it. It's all about the pumpkin spice latte, and like I can't can't can't. do it. I literally can't do it. I put it to my mouth, and I'm like, I can smell it, and it just smells like squash, and I don't like it. It's a squash latte. It's a squash latte. Can we start calling it that? Yeah. Okay, that's what we're gonna do. Pumpkin S- squash latte. At squash SL squash latte. Squash latte SL. We're we're removing the we're P. We're removing the P. We're taking out the P. I, uh, no I, longer stands for spice. Now stands for squash. Yes. So you heard it here first. This is the new trend. Also, squash latte. I made cookies and I fed Lindsay one, and they were pumpkin, and she didn't even notice. She thought they were ginger. I, okay, so like to be frank, <laughs> that yes, literally just happened. That literally just happened about fifteen minutes ago, and. Uh, yeah, she brought these cookies down, and she's like, oh, I made cookies. There's coconut oil in them. I'm like, oh, fancy. So I eat one. And I'm like, this is actually really good. Is it a ginger snap? She goes, it's a pumpkin ginger snap. And I was like, I looked at her like, <laughs> the most upset look on my face. She was like, halfway through the cookie. I was like, at least it doesn't taste like pumpkin. It, they didn't, to be fair. But I did want to trick her because we're best friends. What did best friends do but prank each other with pumpkin cookies? I hate you because I really want another pumpkin cookie, but I They're don't. ginger cookies, Lindsay. They are. Don't lie They're to yourself. Ginger. They're 100 They're ginger, ginger squash cookies. There, there you go. See? Squash the ginger. You squash. Well, I hope a ginger is, is we like ginger the best. Here. So, all right. So, what are you grateful for today, outside of pumpkin? Outside spice, of being everything. October. Da, 
love October. I'm so grateful for October and pumpkins. Okay, besides that? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I hope that you guys think along with us when we have these moments of thought. Okay. Yeah, because we actually, like, we very much want this to be a real segment where we are actually mm-hmm. telling you in real time what we yeah. are grateful for. This isn't something that we, like, write down throughout the week and we're like, oh, here's the seven things we're grateful <laughs> for so that we can record these intros. Like, this is really, these, these are real raw moments of us trying to figure out what the fuck we're actually grateful for because it's hard and we want you guys to go through that struggle with us so uh welcome to the struggle the struggle is real we represent the struggle we represent the struggle you know i'm so grateful that i feel like things are kind of getting under control and i'm just gonna be real with you guys with the podcast like this is we're still very new in the podcast world but I feel like we are starting to grab a hold of something. We are. And it feels good. It feels really good. And we're yeah. seeing it through our listeners and through you guys like liking us yeah. and downloading the podcast, to be perfectly honest. Um, and honestly, yeah, we're yeah, we're really grateful for you. But yeah. I can't say that as my gratefulness things. What am I grateful for today? Today was a rough one, you guys. Yeah. Um actually I, I have a story. So I'm really grateful for friends who call out your fuck ups. And I don't mean in like the way that I messed up and like he was like, hey, don't do that again. I was on Instagram the other day and I was just really frustrated. And like I looked at the clock and all of a sudden it was like 1 p.m. And I was like, where the fuck has the entire day gone? Like it's 1 p.m. I feel like I've gotten nothing accomplished, so on and so forth. And I was like kind of already in this downward spiral that was like fucking with my mindset and Mm -hmm. like really messing with me during the day. And... I posted it, and I'm not even joking you, within three minutes of me posting that, a really good friend of mine reached out and said, energy goes where your focus goes, you know? And so I posted... And that's such a good reminder, I think, that a lot of people need to be reminded, even if you live in the space of wellness and enlightenment, you still have bad days and you have to be reminded of that. So it's incredible that we have people that have the nerve to call you out, because that's a true friend. And somebody was like, there's so much time. Say it over to yourself. It's a powerful mantra and it's gotten me through a lot. Why do we practice attracting and channeling an abundance of energy and wealth, but not an abundance of time? Okay, I, I'm just going to be a little negative Nelly here. Uh-huh, um, because time literally is slipping away. Right, but I think what he means by that is that like we can cultivate our time to be something that we're using in better way, okay. right? So like I'm sitting there... I have the time to take a photo of myself. I have the time to write that I'm frustrated and I have the time to post it to Instagram. And while I'm using all of that negative energy to feed my Instagram stories with more negativity that other people don't need, Mm. I could be focusing on how I can redirect my time to make my, you know, to to make it all work better and to kind of move through this moment of frustration. And I thought that was really powerful. And so I'm, I'm just really grateful to have friends that can, I don't necessarily want to say he called me out, but he pointed something out to me that was really, should have been apparent in my world. Like, okay, well, you know, the things you give energy to are what is going to be powerful in your life. And so if I sit here and just complain about how much time I don't have and how many things I can't get done, I'm never going to be able to like break through and organize my day and like feel like I've been accomplished. And so I think a lot of it is, you know, I've been reading a lot of books about mindset and perspective. And after Melina's interview last week, I really just like, I mean, mind blown. You have to be thinking positively and you have to have a way to kind of work through these emotions you know, just having friends that can really keep me in track and like on my way to, you know, on the railroad of success that we, you know, are all on. Yeah. I'm just really grateful that I have friends that are able to do that. And, 
you know, that was super apparent to me today. And yeah, just very, very grateful. Also grateful for this glass of wine because, you know, how can you not be? Exactly. Yeah. Lindsay, that was beautiful. Like, that was nothing short of beautiful. Thanks. Well, we can thank Trent for that because I didn't Thanks, do Trent. <laughs> that, no, that was really great. So yeah. all of you all, I hope that you really took that to heart because I think that was wonderful advice from oh, Trent thanks. through Lindsay. Yeah. Now to you. Now to you. I um, like to speak to the, I like to speak to the microphone. You guys can't see it. As if it was a person. She does. She like gestures at it more than <laughs> I do and I'm the gestury one. She is the gestury one. So, okay. We have a guest today. Oh, we do. Yeah. All right. Without further ado, our guest today is is a multimedia artist, a cannabis enthusiast, and a model. She's also a fellow redhead, so you know she's pretty groovy. We've got Emily Eisen here on the show today. Hi. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're so excited. I was most drawn to your artwork, which uh, I'll let you go ahead and explain it, but it's pretty groovy, team. It's super groovy. <laughs> Thank you. You can check it out. But her, her okay, so your, your artwork, when I looked at it at first, it has such a 60s vibe. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, and like, I know that's like very like the aesthetic that I portray, like especially on my Instagram. And like, I just, I mean, I feel like I just, my soul is like so drawn to that era. And like, it definitely shows through my artwork. And it's definitely because of like, I am as a person. Like, I feel like in fifth grade, I was literally wearing like peace sign t-shirts and like obsessed with like across the universe and just like, just like kind of a hippie. So so there's this summer camp. It's like Idlewild Academy of the Arts or Idlewild Arts Academy. And shout out. Um, no, shout out to my parents actually for like, you know, being able to like send me to like such an amazing program. But um, I learned black and white darkroom photography. So I like learned the whole oh, developing awesome. process and everything. And I went for like three summers and I went there for like drawing and painting as well. I was always like different, I would say. I don't know if that's like the right word, but like in school, like I just didn't really like necessarily fit in. And like, I was just like very like artsy. I would like go through a lot of different phases where I would just like completely change up my aesthetic. So that art camp kind of like allowed you the ability the to be space. creative. Yeah, yeah, I like never had like been in a space with so many just like creative people, like artists. I went to school in DC. I went to George Washington University mm -hmm. because basically when I was like a junior, senior in high school, I got like very politically active. Like I had an internship at Emily's List. I started this like feminist union at my high school and like protested the dress code, just like all this like social justice oriented stuff. And like, um, that's like when I really dove into it. So I wanted to like go to college for that. And like, I wanted to be for like- For political science? Yeah, for political science. So that's why I went to like DC. And that lasted about a year because I went to DC and I was even like more different from everyone just cause it's like, here I come just like roller skates, tattoos, like this just like girl, this like stoner girl from California. But like, yeah, I started smoking weed there. Um, Which is hilarious. Cause you say like, it's typical, like Southern California, yeah. we're all like stoner babes, right? And then it's <laughs> funny that it got like introduced to you while you were in DC. Yeah, no, like I know, I know. And like <laughs> I, throughout my high school career, like I wasn't a stoner. Like, I really wasn't, like, something that, like, I did wasn't, like, on my radar. People around me, I just, like, didn't really, like, think That's about it as, like, a too. thing. Yeah, but then... I started smoking out of a bong in DC and that's when it, ooh. So I was just like high as fuck in my dorm room and like literally that's when like all my whole like artistic, like creative side just like completely overpowered like whatever was left of like wanting to like be in this 
this like system of like Mm -hmm. go to college like study political science be you know like go through all like the traditional steps it would take to like make a difference like from that side well i know that like for most artists um you don't just draw pretty pictures to draw pretty pictures there's always something some kind of angst behind it and if you think about it art and pop art has done so much to move the needle politically mm-hmm. in so many ways. Like mm-hmm. the first thing that popped in my mind when you were saying DC and art was when Obama ran for president. And we can all remember the mm-hmm. iconic image of his head yeah. with change yeah. and how that was Obama's signal, his yeah. sign, right? Yeah, yeah, how many yeah. other things like that can we think of that an artist really did impact the world? Well, I mean, mm-hmm. art's trying to impact DC right now. Like, I'm, yeah. I go to Burning Man every year, and they have that huge Burning Man exhibit. Yeah. I think it's at the Smithsonian. I think it is at the I Smithsonian. I think it's the yeah. Smithsonian. But yeah, I think that like art in general is now trying to impact like that city life a lot more. And you have to. Yeah, you have to. I mean, in LA, you see art on all the str- you know all the shitty old walls and stuff like that. And I would just like to say that your art would look bomb on some of these walls out yeah. here. I'm just trying. So colorful yeah, and beautiful. thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I've done murals before. I like love it. So if Ooh. you're a person who owns a building, let me paint on it. <laughs> Ooh, yes. So <laughs> let's go back to, we have a little bit of who you are and how you got there. Mm-hmm. What's your process? How do you come up with ideas and what is the first thing you do? Um, well, that kind of depends on what I'm doing. I, I feel like we, I like my art is like, it isn't just painting. It's like, I also like, I'm a photographer in like a bunch of different ways. Like, it's just this like fire. I, I don't know, I just wake up and like, I just like, like have to create. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, I won't feel productive if I like, don't create something. Like, it's just like this like, it's almost like a pressure. Like I just like have so much like so many ideas. I don't know. I just like I wake up and I just like have to. It's just like something that like comes out of my body. I don't know how to explain it, but like well, if you have so many ideas, right? Yeah. Because as artists, you have yeah, a you have ideas, ideas, right? How do you take all that wild mm. creative energy? and hone it into uh, a piece? That's a really good question. The older I get and like the more I practice, it's all kind of blending together. Like I'll do a shoot and then I'll print out the pictures and like cut them up and then like paint on them and like collage it together. And I feel like that's like things started to gain like even more kind of like traction. I don't know. It's like when it's just like all coming together for this like final piece that like I don't necessarily even know in the moment. It's just like a collection of things. Who are your um, influences? Yeah, like, who do you Okay, imagine? well, I- <laughs> that's, a, that's a like heavy question. Yeah, Um. so I have the same birthday as Andy Warhol, so. There you go. There you go, we get it, I get yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean like, I always like had like this infatuation with pop art, like in my formative years, like, you know, like Roy Lichtenstein and like oh, yeah. Andy Warhol mm-hmm. and, um, Yayoi Kusama, I'm like obsessed with her. I love her work. Um, she's like a huge influence for me. So I like, like, I want to go back for a minute because <laughs> I really liked how you said that the creative process is really coming together, but it's coming together in separate pieces almost. And then you're creating it into one piece right now. Yeah. And I think it's really cool because yeah, you don't like we have we have a bunch of friends who are artists and yeah, none of them focus just on one thing. Like mm-hmm. I think to be a true artist, you kind of have to like take your creativity and like apply it to a bunch of different things right yeah it's like the more we see in like culture too like people like rihanna who's also one of my 
huge influences by the way but um <laughs> we love her she is like someone who is so multifaceted like she has you know her lingerie line she has a makeup line she does music she's an actor you know it's like the i feel like re- these like creative powerhouses are just like not focusing on like one thing and that's like i feel like that's also like a generational thing like mm-hmm. you kind of just had to like label yourself as like one thing like this is what i am doing and just like stick to it for like a lifetime or something like you know you like go to college you go to high school you go to college you get a degree and you get a job in your field and then that's it but it's just like you know there's so much more to life than that in my opinion like it depends what you want to do obviously but like it's just like was not my path for sure so going back to like the creative powerhouses that you were mentioning so creative powerhouses i think people just look at them and this is just juliet's opinion they look at them and they're like oh they're just so talented and that's why they can do it i think they're also highly driven um and they have a whole creative team. Not, they're not creative, but I think that they oh, all, they're, they're very much about checking their own little boxes. Like everyone's, oh, it's not about yeah. not checking boxes. Like we don't want to check the boxes because I'm not a box person. I like boxes. I'm a circle. You're like, you yeah, I got circles. I want to fill in my circle. Yeah, I'm going to fill in my circle. But like <laughs> Rihanna's boxes are, okay, I'm an a, I, I'm a singer. Well, I want to do an, be an actor. Now I'm going to check that box. So for her, the boxes are different and she's highly motivated in those ways. Right. So I guess what... Besides, like, because I totally feel you with the creative fire that just has to come out. Like, if you look around our podcast, there's literally um, like doodles, doodles on my like, fucking everything. <laughs> um, but what, where do you get your drive from? Like, what really, like, gets that fire to come out and really just burn? I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, it used to be ego I feel like for me like that's like a whole other journey (laughs) like Mm -hmm. I went on where it's like I don't know like checking boxes because well I mean isn't that why we check boxes so we can like feed our ego and like feel good about ourselves and be like quote successful and like have you know people know who you are and all that stuff like that's like you know that's that's, that's the point of checking the boxes and my field it's like well what's you know what artists like what's the ways like it's almost like fame you know Mm -hmm. like you have to like (laughs) my actually had a college professor that said like you have to have like somewhat of an ego like to be an artist and to like advocate for yourself but like that's like not what it's about anymore for me and now it's more about just like creating for the sake of it and like if people like it like that's cool it's like it's like the difference between like you know like doing something that brings in a lot of followers or like fans versus like doing like having the fan like just like accumulating followers or fans and then and then doing something something yeah. like because you have like the money to do so now it's just kind like kind of like how Rihanna is right so she's able to no speak no thing. ill of her I can't no, <laughs> no I, just mean I have that, like, no her slander allows her like she has this platform now, I mean so of course kind of, yeah like, but like you know. that's the goal like of right course. of any artist so I just feel like um yeah now I feel a lot more centered and like the things that like lights my fire is like genuine like ideas and not just like pressure to be like be known and create something and like you know just like label everything you know yeah I think what you said it perfectly when you just said uh you're down to just create to create you're yeah. creating because you're adding to your world yeah your personal world exactly. you're making it better and if and people also, like it, like it I mean especially in the cannabis industry I feel like as a white woman with like you know who grew up used to privilege having privilege and like 
sitting tables that looked like this and you know like kind of like being able to like find my way here and like not get arrested ever and like Mm -hmm. just like a lot of stuff I feel like that puts a not just like a fire I need to create but like a responsibility to you know maintain the freedom and the the culture and like of cannabis as an artist I feel like that's my job in the cannabis world as an artist like to because you know these big like companies are buying cannabis brands but there's no creative like the marketing is like not there like they're so create the they're marketing. losing the creativity and and it's that has a lot to do with like the greed of it all but like they don't they don't have like a creative you know aspect to their brand and I think that's like so fucked up like I really think like we need to like keep that spirit of it alive but also as an advocate or as like an um, enthusiast I can't just like blindly go into this industry not knowing the history of it and not knowing like who's still sitting in jail and why Mm -hmm. and like that does create a responsibility for me not to like create a platform for myself but to like use my place to like in a lot of cases highlight other people so like you know like in my photography and like you know work that I do for brands like I really want to like put other people in the spotlight who deserve it you know and that's why like you know I like modeling but like photography gives me the chance to like literally like create what I want to like see and like make it normal and like you know get people paid for doing work in like the cannabis industry you know and it's like literally like there's a lot of people that want to get into the cannabis industry but like have this like massive amounts of privilege and are literally just like doing nothing with it and I think like that's really unfortunate and like I just want to like use whatever I have to like and it doesn't even necessarily pertain to cannabis but like it's just like privilege in general it's like I have the energy like as someone who like hasn't had to like fight to survive my whole life like I feel like I have the energy to sit at tables like this and like explain to what being queer means to me you know just Mm -hmm. like I have the energy like a lot of people are literally just like trying to like survive out here yeah you know so it's like or yeah not just food or just like you know like I feel like a lot of like you know my friends that you know or people of color like people ask them a lot of questions like white people like how can I be better what can I do but it's like it's our job to talk amongst ourselves and be like okay like this is not like we shouldn't have to put the burden of like education on them you know so it's like I have the energy to sit here and talk about like struggle or whatever so I and that's like something that like I need to do like to like feel good about what I am doing and like the industry that I'm in you know I want to know why is it important you mentioned that the cannabis industries are getting bought up by bigger industries and that they're losing the creativity yeah within that yeah why is it important that cannabis is marketed in a creative way I mean number one it's like if you look at the history of cannabis and who is using it like you look you obviously think of like Woodstock and like you know just like cannabis culture you know it's it's effects on like music and like everything like every genre like hip-hop like just like the cultural impact that it's had that can't just be like sterilized and like marketed like any other product you know it's like because it's like it's at the end of the day it's like you see it as a plant that has like so many possibilities and like can open up this whole like creative outlet and like 
just like have a kind of like a peaceful effect on like the world the environment like everything or you see it as a product so like when legalization happened like things like the culture started to change like Mm -hmm. whether that's through like the regulations or like i mean it really is like the regulations are like the corporate greed buying it up but it's like you used to go into a shop and there was like a sense of like community and like you know the people that came in here are like Mm -hmm. like you know just like happy and like no one fucked with each other like it was like there was like it was like good vibes like for the most part i mean and i've worked now in, big business and now it's in. like a re, like a retail environment like with like any other clothing Gunny. store exactly. like i mean yeah so it's just like you need to be able to like remind people like the roots of like where it kind of came from and like the all the history that's attached to it rather yeah. than it just being like oh i just like i'm gonna walk into medmen and because i can and just like because it feels like the apple store and i feel safe and it feels like nothing's being disrupted in any way and like and but what are they doing like for like for the the community for Mm -hmm. the culture and like you literally could used to be able to like homeless people could like come into the shop and like ask for compassion and you could give them like free you know joints or Mm pre-rolls or whatever and now it's just like you can you can't do that like there's no like it's just like losing its soul is all lost like the love and peace yeah and like the soul and the like one thing that connects us yeah literally like you used to be able to go into different shops and they would have their own house strains mm-hmm. and like it's you know cool. it's just, it was just like and like you know they would weigh it out for you and like you would talk and it's just like now everything is in the same box and the same products yeah. and so when stuff. you go into for anybody who doesn't know or who doesn't live in california so we used to have medical marijuana medical marijuana clinics or clinics as we call them because that's too long-winded but you used to just like walk in and it was like i mean it was like going to get your nails done like let's just like put it around there like you could like you know talk to people you could like smell the different strains you like you know they like waited out for you in front of you so you could see what they were doing you could see what the weight of it was they put it in a little like pop top jug and like you're having a transaction with another person and now it's very much like you walk in you like point at what you want. They grab a prepackaged bag. They put it in bag. another bag. Exactly. On an iPad. Like it's it's like it's just like it's yeah. It's like one on one to like, this, to like no a like corporate exchange. Literally, you know? and like it's all tracked like through metrics. Yeah, and everything. You know, they're getting. They literally know who you are and what you're buying. And mm-hmm. yeah, guys, just, there's no privacy. Like I hate to burst your bubble, so like they already know who you are, what you're buying. Yeah, <laughs> and can't there i'm not saying there's no benefits legalization like obviously now like everything you buy is like at a legal dispensary is tested and you can like read the percentage and it's like exact dosing and it's like you know it's coming a long way in some ways but at the same time it's like losing the community yeah so and just like in a visual way i want to like keep that alive i think that there's a way that they can cohabitate because i i hear everything you guys are saying and i'm Mm -hmm. agreeing with it but I do love that MedMan as is demystifying marijuana. Like I really like their campaign where it's like teacher, sto- um, stoner, right? And yeah. across that says teacher, because before people would stigma. hide, and it was a stigma. So I do think that that's one good thing is people are destigmatizing it. Because if you don't destigmatize it, then you're then the community doesn't grow. That's true. And you want the community to grow. You want people to be able to sit around and share a joint with your grandpa and with your mom and dad at Thanksgiving, whereas before maybe that wouldn't be the case. Oh, I 100% agree that it's bringing in people that are new Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for the people that have been here. 
Yeah. It's different. You just got to get creative. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what I'm doing. I am working with these, like, very large brands that I talk shit about, like, here. But, like, I mean, yeah. like, I do have a lot of, like, you know, large cannabis companies that I work for. And, you know, there are some – there's really good ones, you know, that you can find. Like, I'm not saying, like, they're all bad. No, but, it's like, not that the weed is bad. It's that we just want the, like – you know, just like the spirit, you know, yeah. well, like I could go to the store and buy tomatoes, but I grow my own tomatoes because I freaking want to. Yeah. Just grow your own weed, guys. You also have like all of the green thumbs all over your hands. So I have like, like seven green thumbs. She's got so much. She can keep anything alive. They like me, the plants. If you um, think it's dead, give it to Juliet and she'll bring it back to life. I, I have over 50 plants in just inside my house, not counting outside. And That's really like ninety percent of them are found yeah. and rehabilitated. I actually <laughs> still have. This is like my one shining star of a friend moment. I Juliet found habanero peppers in her I alley, did. just like everything else she finds. It was in the alleyway, and she's like, "This is dead. Um, they can be easily brought back to life, but I don't like peppers." And I was like, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this on as a project. They're still alive. Yeah, like, I don't know how. Okay, that was a while ago. Cool. That was a long time ago. I'm proud of you. I still have not gotten any peppers off of it, um, they but were, it's alive and it's green and it's they, doing fine. They're, they're, they were in bad shape. Okay, <laughs> they're probably never gonna grow another pepper again. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So I think that like your art kind of is trying to bring that like peace, love, mm-hmm. hippie kind of vibe back into that the connection. cannabis industry. Yeah, but right? with a modern. Yeah. you know diverse aspect of it it's not just like tacky stoner peace love it's it's more like this is like the modern version yeah. of like it's but it's like it's like you see people that like all different types of people that like can be involved in like real you know just like modern like yeah progressive but like still keeping like the vintage aesthetics in like you know that like yeah. Remind us of that time. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I love that. So you said photography is your favorite right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I really am just multimedia now because I'll like take pictures and then cut them up cut and them make up. them into something. Yeah, exactly. So I would honestly just say multimedia at this point. And I like that your pieces use like, I don't know, for to me that like shows a true artist, right? Like sure, somebody can be a painter all day, but unless you've dabbled in like other things, like I feel like for me as like a, like I do like flow stuff. So I do like hoops and- pull She's a flow like artist. It's, it's literally what it's called, but that I don't, I don't know. That feels weird to me. But anyway, so like I do all this flow stuff. And like when I was like learning poi, the best thing I ever did was start to learn a different prop because that prop taught me something different about the first prop that I was doing. And so I bet it's like, that's like art a lot where you kind of are learning new things from each different, uh, what are they called? Aspects, genres. What do we, how Both do we, of those how do we art? Both of those things. Thank Medias. you. <laughs> but yeah, so when you're kind of like learning different things and I'm sure that's like showing up to you in like other forms of your art. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That's awesome. So your parents were not hippies. I take it. No, not like Juliet's. Not like mine. Hi- Juliet's were hippies. <laughs> So what what flipped your switch? Like you saw a Jimi Hendrix video and you were like, yes, this is how I want the world okay. to be. Okay, <laughs> I mean, like I was always like a creative individual and like I always just gravitated towards like the extravagant and like, you know, the dramatic and all those things. But I feel like, I don't know if you guys had Tumblr, but that mm-hmm. really like changed, that really like sparked things for me. I feel like that's like, I learned a lot on Tumblr. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know about like, what like 
white privilege or you know any of the feminist stuff that I was into at the time that I still am but that I was like super passionate about um I literally learned it all on Tumblr and like I feel like that's kind of says like speaks to my age a little bit like that I did grow up in like the digital age where things are pretty accessible like Mm -hmm. even if my parents didn't know about it um because of like things like that but I don't know I just yeah it really just I've always just been like I don't know how to describe it it's like you just like know you're like you're driven to do something an artist yeah. like I don't know like I just creative you know in any in any way like yeah but yeah I did see Jimi Hendrix videos eventually and like fell in love with all that <laughs> stuff I don't I'm like and the last no year of a millennial but I'm like a yeah. lot of my friends are like Gen Z or like my younger friends or whatever I'm like they're obsessed with everything vintage like if it's vintage like we like it you know well and there's so much more access to information like our parents didn't have the ability to look back at what the 20s and 30s were outside of like movies and magazines and things of that nature where like yeah if i want to look up what was going on in the 50s i can probably find a youtube video somewhere that says which like i love youtube like no hate towards youtube at all not like snapchat i also use snapchat so juliet's on that train by herself guys <laughs> it's the dumbest thing it's so fun and then they tell you that they're deleting the photos and then they have like memories you are you are literally wasting life like no you you create something and then it just fucking disappears it doesn't. and like three they people it see it later oh it's stupid <laughs> i just can't spend your time creating something that matters <laughs> Like an Instagram People post? use Snapchat, though. Like, it's like a free way to text. Yeah. That's basically what. If you don't. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. If you want to use it for that, that's what. Yeah. Like, Kelly sends, like, it does. There's also WhatsApp, guys. Yeah, but that sucks. That's like, it's, it's, it's okay. I hate that. We're we clearly off topic. Um, yeah, we get off topic. Off topic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Is that why it's called? Yeah, because Julia and I just go on. I've got to warn people because we get off topic. So I just want people listening to know what they're getting into. <laughs> um, what would be. What do you think is like your biggest mistake and how can you tell other artists who are coming up how to avoid something like that? My biggest mistake was putting like pressure on myself to all to, you know, just be like a machine, like a creative machine. Like it's like, I don't know, like if you're not an artist, like if you even like would like understand, but it's just like you put a lot of pressure on yourself to like always be creating and like having new ideas and like if you're not like producing, then you're like a failure or dude, you're doing nothing. You know, it's just like, yeah, I feel like that literally drove me into like the worst depression of my life. Just like always being like, like, oh, you're not good enough. You're not doing enough. Like, I think people who are art artists would also understand Yeah, that. I understand that 100%. I think most people can relate to something like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and anything, if you put too much pressure on yourself, it's just going to, like, for me, it would just force, like, looping thoughts of the fact, that, like, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. Yeah. Like, why am I even trying to do this? Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, if you can get past Doubting all yourself. That. You got to start before you're ready. No doubting. Allowed. Um, where can people find your art and learn more about you? Yeah. People can find my art on emilyeisen.com. Or can you spell Eisen? Because E-I-Z-E-N. So E-M-I-L-Y-E-I-Z-E-N dot com or at Emily Eisen. Oh, yeah. On Instagram. Emily Eisen. I actually follow her. You guys, her feed is awesome. It's so bright colored. It's so like when I go to your your Instagram feed, especially because like I don't I don't go to websites. I go to Instagram feeds. That's where you can get the feel for the person, I feel like. Right. So. 
when I went to your Instagram feed, I was having a really horrible day the first time. And so it's like, hey, this girl's going to come on the podcast. I was like, okay, cool. Like, send me her info. <laughs> and I was like looking at it. I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. This is so fun. This is Thank like you. bright and colorful. Yeah. And like, Thank you so yeah, much. I loved it. Thank so you. definitely check her out. Um, and we are going to be, Emily actually brought us some stuff. And yes. we're going to be doing a you little bit of a it. giveaway. It's a secret. Well, you're going to see it. You're going to see it. Don't Instagram. worry. But yeah, so um, at, at about the same time that we're releasing this episode, um, Emily and we are going to put some stuff up on Instagram. And we're going to do a little bit of a giveaway for you. So definitely check out uh, Emily's page for that, as well as ours. Um, it's going to be getting artwork. Yeah, artwork. and Little, um, little tiny books. Little tiny booklets. We've it's got, really cute. It's really cute. We got chocolate, CBD chocolate. Which we love CBD stuff. That was yes. our last giveaway was CBD stuff too. It so was. love it. But um, but yeah. So definitely, please everybody it. check out Emily. Um, she's awesome. It's been so great to have you thank here. You. Thank yes. you. Yes. Thank you for everything. For the water. For, <laughs> for the, the water. The water comes free with the podcast. Thank yes, you. it does. I, I appreciate the water. Got to stay um, hydrated. But yeah, guys. So thanks so much for listening today. Um, as always, please check out redbearroastery.com. I uh, use code off topic for twenty percent off. Uh, freshest coffee beans. In, I'm going to say all of California. But anyway, you guys, thanks so much for listening. Be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. And definitely check out Emily. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye. Peace. Bye.